Hello, and welcome to another episode of Words of Wisdom, a podcast series dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. My name is Jerry Weirwell, and it is my pleasure to be on this journey together with you to discover the powerful truths that God has revealed to those who desire to become wise and discerning. Proverbs 29.25 reads, The fear of people will bring a snare, but the one who trusts in Yahweh will be protected. One of the things we can notice right from the start about this proverb is that the parallelism is antithetical. The fear of people results in one particular outcome, but in contrast to that, the one who trusts in Yahweh experiences a different outcome. The parallelism between these two lines helps us to understand what the proverb means when it says the fear of people. Does it mean people's fear or being afraid of people? It is the latter meaning of being afraid of people because being afraid of people is placed in antithesis to trusting in Yahweh. Moreover, the person who trusts in Yahweh is the one who lives with the fear of Yahweh. Now to start with, the Hebrew word for fear is haradah which is a stronger word than the normal word for fear, whose root means to tremble, and expresses the terror evoked by an unusual or unexpected event or circumstance. But the idea is not solely that being afraid of people means that a person cowers in fear, like, for example, if their house is being invaded by burglars, or if they're afraid of being punished um, by the emperor. It can mean that, but can also refer to what a person recognizes as an authority and decides to submit to, and also to place their trust in. Think about it in terms of circumstances where a person is afraid of what others might think or do, and so they succumb to that fear by allowing it to control their behavior and decisions. The aphorism, we obey the one we fear, aptly captures this idea well. And therefore, to fear people or to have the fear of people, means to recognize the power that people have over you, and as a result, you submit to them. But the meaning of the fear of people also consists of trusting in and putting their confidence in human strength, as opposed to putting it in Yahweh God. This idea of what it means to fear helps to connect the parallelism with the second line to understand why the phrase the fear of people is contrasted against the one who trusts in Yahweh. Everyone puts their trust in something or someone. The proverb is positing two possible sources, God or human beings. The person who lives with the fear of people will believe in human power and ability instead of living with the fear of Yahweh and trusting in his power and ability. And so what the proverb is trying to impress upon us is that the two options are radically different and stand as mutually exclusive categories. You can't live with the fear of people and trust in Yahweh. It is either one or the other, not both. Jeremiah 17.5 says, quote, Thus says Yahweh, Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from Yahweh. End quote. The person who trusts in human power, whether it be military, political, economic, technological, etc., they are relying on physical ability to solve life problems. This is the sort of thing that people have done since the first civilizations were founded. People tend to think that more armaments, more wealth, more political power, more technology, that this is the answer for social stability and well-being. But the person who trusts in the strength of their own abilities or that of their government or nation or any other human ruler or authority, they have turned their heart away from Yahweh. They no longer trust that Yahweh is their provider, 
protector, and sustainer. God told his people Israel that they should fear him alone. Deuteronomy chapter 10 in verses 12 and 13 and also in verses 20 and 21, it says, Now Israel, what does Yahweh your God require of you but to fear Yahweh your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him and to serve Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul, to keep the commandments of Yahweh and his statutes that I command you this day for your good. You are to fear Yahweh your God, you are to serve him, and you are to cling to him, and you are to swear by his name. He is your praise, and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things that your eyes have seen. End quote. Fearing Yahweh means to recognize him as the rightful ruler, the one who holds all power, and therefore we are to order our life accordingly, trusting and relying upon him and not upon any other. The proverb goes on to say that fear of people brings a snare. A snare is a hunting metaphor that refers to a trap that hunters use to catch prey. When the animal is caught in the snare, their doom is imminent if they cannot get free. And that is why in the book of Proverbs, a snare often implies fatal consequences. The person who lives with the fear of people is often caught in a situation or circumstance that leaves them panic-stricken, filled with anxiety on account of their apparent distress and uncertainty. Because they trust in human power rather than in God, they're unsure what to expect from human leaders and how their life will be affected by the choices that the leaders make. As a result, they can lose their reasonableness and ability to remain grounded in reality and can be easily taken captive by emotionally driven reactions. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, fear is not a snare in itself because at times the feeling of fear is justified for example, when there is true danger, or at other times, when it prevents foolish behavior by turning people away from sin and trouble. But living in fear of other people, or living with the fear of people, that is, trusting in human power and ability, this is what brings a snare and will enslave people to be in bondage to the power of this world and the ever-changing currents of society. This sort of fear is always binding and oppressing its victim. However, in contrast to the person who lives with the fear of people, the one who trusts in Yahweh will be protected. Because the person who trusts in Yahweh doesn't live in arrogance based on his own ability or that of others, but rather relies upon the power of Yahweh, they will be inaccessible to the danger. The Hebrew word translated as will be protected literally means set on high or elevated, such as being placed above an enemy in a fortress or stronghold. The idea that is being conveyed is that the person who trusts in Yahweh God will be lifted or set above the danger out of harm's way. This is a similar idea to what the psalmist is addressing in Psalm 56 verse 5, where it says, When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, referring to Yahweh. In God, I praise his word. In God, I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? End quote. The psalmist stands secure in his trust in Yahweh because the one who fears God does not fear people. And the one who relies upon Yahweh's power puts no trust in human power or ability. And if you trust in Yahweh, then you will be protected. However, this is not the promise of divine immunity from all harm, but an expression of the confidence that we should have understanding that true safety and strength is found only in Yahweh, not in human power. One of the principles of interpreting the book of Proverbs is to understand the motivational rhetoric that the author is trying to use to persuade the reader to make certain decisions or act in certain ways. 
Here, the motivation for whether or not to live with the fear of people or to trust in Yahweh is based on two different outcomes. Thus, in order to motivate the reader to put their trust in Yahweh rather than in human beings, the outcomes are stated in black and white binary terms, that is, life or death. It is very common in the book of Proverbs to see behaviors and moral choices described with life or death outcomes. These descriptions are motivational factors aimed at persuading the reader to see why one choice is better than another. Statements about life or death, safety or trouble, deliverance or destruction are always polarized in the extremes because it is a literary strategy by the author and common to ancient wisdom literature to get the reader to see clearly and make the right choice. To put it simply, the proverb is saying, if you want to live in safety and with security, trust in Yahweh. But if you want to be caught in a snare and exposed to danger and death, then trust in people. Now, which would you choose? That is the purpose for the language in Proverbs, to get us to choose the road of wisdom in life. In 2 Kings chapter 18, at the end of the 8th century BC, during the reign of King Hezekiah, the nation of Judah refused to surrender to Assyria. It says in verses 5 through 7, quote, He, referring to King Hezekiah, trusted in Yahweh, the God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor among them that were before him. For he held fast to Yahweh. He did not depart from following him, but kept his commandments that Yahweh commanded Moses. Yahweh was with him. Wherever he went forth, he prospered. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him. End quote. Not too long after that, the Assyrian army led by King Sennacherib invaded Judah, conquering all the fortified towns except for Jerusalem. In response to this invasion, King Hezekiah sent word to King Sennacherib telling him that he has done wrong by refusing to submit to him and that he wants King Sennacherib to withdraw and he will pay him tribute money. This is an astonishing move of cowardice on the part of King Hezekiah, choosing to try to bribe his way into avoiding conflict with Assyria rather than trusting in God to defend Judah against this mighty opponent. King Sennacherib demanded that King Hezekiah pay him over 22,000 pounds of silver and over 2,000 pounds of gold. In order to do this, King Hezekiah took all the silver out of the Lord's temple and the treasures of the royal palace, and he even stripped all the gold and silver that was overlaid on the doors of the temple. Furthermore, King Hezekiah also had made an alliance with Pharaoh in Egypt. His strategy was to take another foreign power and pit them against the Assyrians so as to intimidate the Assyrians and prevent them from attacking. What Hezekiah did was acting out of his fear of people. He no longer trusted that Yahweh God was strong enough to stand against the Assyrians, and so he needed to trust in military alliances, even with the nation that had formerly enslaved them in the past. The prophet Isaiah, who lived during this time, had this to say about King Hezekiah's choice to trust in people rather than in Yahweh. In Isaiah chapter 30, verses 1 through 5, it says, O rebellious children, says Yahweh, who carry out a plan, but not mine, who make an alliance, but against my will, adding sin to sin, who set out to go down to Egypt without asking for my counsel, to take refuge in the protection of Pharaoh, and to seek shelter in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore, the protection of Pharaoh shall become your shame, and the shelter in the shadow of Egypt your humiliation. For though his officials are at Zoan and his envoys reach Hanaz, everyone comes to shame through a people that cannot profit them, that brings neither help nor profit, but shame and disgrace. End quote. 
However, recognizing his mistake, King Hezekiah went to Isaiah to seek counsel from Yahweh. The prophet Isaiah told King Hezekiah that Yahweh says, do not be afraid, and that Yahweh his God would cause the Assyrians to retreat, and that King Sennacherib would fall by the sword in his own land of Assyria. King Hezekiah had received a letter from King Sennacherib threatening to destroy him if he did not surrender, and mocking Yahweh's impotence to deliver Judah from the might of the Assyrian army. King Hezekiah took the letter and laid it before Yahweh and prayed, Yahweh, the God of Israel, who sits above the cherubim, you are the God, even you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, Yahweh, and hear. Open your eyes, Yahweh, and see. Hear the words of Sennacherib, with which he has sent to defy the living God. Truly, Yahweh, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone, so that they have destroyed them. Now therefore, Yahweh our God, save us, I beg you, out of his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Yahweh, are God alone." That night, the angel of Yahweh set out and struck down 185,000 soldiers in the camp of the Assyrians. The next day, King Sennacherib retreated and returned to Nineveh in Assyria. And then it happened that one day, as he was worshiping in the house of the pagan god Nisroch, his sons killed him with the sword, fulfilling the prophecy previous spoken by the prophet Isaiah. What this record illustrates is how King Hezekiah found himself in a dire predicament because of his fear of people, which caught him in the snare of trusting in his own diplomacy and political strategies that were of no avail. This approach nearly spelled disaster for King Hezekiah and the nation of Judah, because all the money King Hezekiah offered and the military alliance with Egypt would not protect Judah from the invading forces of Assyria. But when King Hezekiah turned again to Yahweh and trusted in his strength, Yahweh God showed himself to be the Almighty One who will protect his people and deliver them out from the hand of all their enemies. Living in fear of people and trusting in human power will always fail. But trusting in the strength of Yahweh our God, who is a sure rock beneath our feet, will never fail. No matter what the circumstances may look like, the wisdom of this proverb is that we are better off looking to God for help and trusting in Him than putting our trust in other people or acting out of fear for what they might do to us. Thanks so much for listening to the Truth or Tradition podcast. We hope you're enjoying this new series on the words of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. And for more biblical resources, you can visit our website, truthortradition.com. And there you can subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of the future resources that we post.